a verse I want to turn to. It's, it's actually John 14 and verse 27. It's something that Jesus said. And you know, there's a reason why my wife put on our refrigerator door. When you choose to worry, you are choosing not to trust God. That is, that's for me. <laughs> uh, but this statement is, is troubling. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. And here's the part that I uh, struggle with. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. Now, you could probably give me a list a mile long of things you could trouble your heart over. I mean, it can be health, it can be personal, it can be finances, it can be job-related. It could, it could, the list could be a mile long about things you could trouble your heart over. I mean, why should we not let our hearts be troubled? Someone said that worry sees the problem, but it doesn't see God. <laughs> that is so true. And it's almost as if it's one or the other. Worry sees the problem, but it doesn't see God. You're either seeing God or you're seeing your worry, but you're not seeing both. It's one or the other. But when Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, the word let, we have a choice. That, that's what's fascinating. Evidently, I have a choice. We can let our hearts be troubled. Now, I've always assumed that it's the other way around, that trouble strikes in some form or the other, and our hearts simply respond by being in trouble. You know, <laughs> trouble descends upon me. Your house gets robbed. Your daughter gets pregnant. You lose your job. And we think troubled heart is unavoidable. It's even appropriate. That's what I'm supposed to do. Trouble. You know, trouble, let your heart, let not your heart be troubled. And yet again, don't let your heart be troubled. On a scale, 1 to 10, how would you rate those issues that you trouble your heart over? I mean, you know, there may be some things that really is on up there. You know, this is a 7. I'm troubling my heart at a, you know, this, a stage 7, a stage 8, a st you know. But consider this. Jesus is talking about his coming torture and death. When he says, let not your heart be troubled. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate that one? That, that's a 10 right there. That's a 10 plus. And he comes along and he says, don't let your heart be troubled. Again, we have a choice. Where he sees the problem, but it doesn't see God. So what I want to talk about is healing born out of suffering. That's the title, healing born out of suffering. And I was thinking about Jonah. Jonah in the well, some, some, okay, whale's belly, but is the great, the fish, you know, a big fish. Uh, what do we learn from that experience? One of the things that we learn is that it, it could not have been a pleasant experience. <laughs> uh, all the things that this great fish, the whale's belly, represent. Okay, what could it represent? Well, let me put it to you like this. What are you going through that you don't like? That's what it represents. That's what the whale's belly represents. Whatever you're going through that you don't like. 
And I want to look at some lessons we can learn from Jonah. I'm going to sort of skip through the story here. Jonah 1 and verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, Jonah, and he said, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, and so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go from the presence of the Lord. Jonah started to run. He ran away. Now let me ask you this. What are you running from? What are you running from? Maybe you're running from the will of God. Uh, what has God told you to do that you really don't want to do? Now it may be something we could look at God's will. You know, there may be something that your flesh doesn't want to do. You know, I just, your flesh just will not comply to what God says to do. And you don't want to do it. What, what are you running from? What are you running from? You know, so often we think, well, I'm in church. God has called me. Uh, I keep the commandments. I must be doing what God wants me to do. However, there is what I call God's personalized will for you. And I do, I do believe it gets personal. You know, you don't have to turn there, but Romans 12 and verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There is a will of God that is for all people. You know, the, the, the keeping of the commandments, what God wants you to do. But then there is this, I think, personalized will that God has for each one of us. And, you know, what is that will? And, and is that something that maybe that you're running from, that personalized will? Maybe you've got the other part down pat. What God says to do, keep his commandments, keep his law, you know, keep his whatever. But what, what about that personalized will that God has for you? Are you running from that? Jonah 1 and verse 17, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Why three days and three nights? And consider, you know, you, you think, okay, that's a time period of, you know, of suffering. Three days and three nights, and then there was resurrection power. Then there was a new beginning. Okay, that, that's good to know. Jonah's prayer. Jonah's prayer. I want to look at Jonah's prayer. Jonah 2 and verse 2. I cried by reason of my affliction. Okay, Jonah was afflicted. Jonah was afflicted. Jonah 2 and verse 3. For you have cast me into the deep and the midst of the sea, and the floods come past me about, and all thy billows and thy ways pass over me. Second point, God had a hand in his affliction. You know, don't, don't overlook that. That God had a hand in his affliction. There was a reason God got involved. He was, he was running away <laughs> from the will of God. Uh, Jonah 2 and verse 7. When my soul fainteth within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thy holy temple. Third point is Jonah came, finally came to his senses. Okay? Healing born out of suffering. Jonah 2 and verse 10. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. 
And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go into Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. So what we get from this is that in the end, God is going to get his will. I mean, God is big. I mean, who can resist the will of God? So, so in the end, God's going to get his will. So sooner, the sooner I learn my lesson, the sooner I accept in my life what God's will is, the better my life will be. You know, the suffering, healing born out of suffering. I can get through this. I can get past this. And again, running from the will of God, God comes along and says, now do what I've called you to do. Do what I've told you to do. Now, I was listening to a, a message a while back from Charles Stanley. I forget the title of it. Excellent message. And uh, it was a similar subject, healing born out of suffering. And I just want to go through some points that he, he made. Consider this. Listen closely. God has something so more important than you just getting, than just getting you out and free from this situation. Now, so often, what do we want? The moment trials, affliction, suffering, whatever comes along, we want, Lord, deliver me now. All right? God has something so more important than just getting you out and free, uh, out free from this situation. Do you want to benefit from it? Well, yes, we should all want to benefit. More important than God removing this is that you learn something. You don't want to come out empty. You know, you don't want to come out empty. You want to learn something. There is a profitable way to walk through this. And on the other side, thank God that he loved you enough to permit you to walk through it, to stand by and watch you hurt, hear your prayers, watch you suffer, and remain silent until he accomplishes, accomplishes his purpose. Okay, that, that's heavy there. That's stuff sometimes we don't like. God is very sensitive to your pain, even if it's your fault. I love that. You know, so what if it is your fault? God is very sensitive to your pain. I mean, quite often it is our fault. It's not God's fault. <laughs> it's your fault. And so, but even though it's your fault, that is so encouraging. He's sensitive to your pain. And you're right when you say, God, why did you allow this? Everything has to go through God. We learned that from Jonah. We learned that from, uh, um, oh man, my mind went blank. Uh, we learned that from the other story in the Bible that uh, Job. <laughs> okay. Why did you allow this, God? Everything has to go through God. God has a plan for your life today. And I can only rejo rejoice in trials, heartaches, and suffering when I understand his purpose. And, and here's the thing. God wants you to understand his purpose. But you're not going to be able to rejoice in trials and heartaches and suffering until you understand. And it is God's will that you do understand. Let's turn to 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
That's 1 Peter 1 and verse 3, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the powers of God through faith and to salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein, notice this verse, this is verse, 1 Peter 1 and verse 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now... For a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Okay? You're in heaviness through manifold temptation. Healing born out of suffering. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perished, though it be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Again, healing born out of suffering. I want to read something that I found from uh, Proverbs 31 Ministry. You've probably heard of that. This, is, this was written by Kimberly Henderson. I thought this was powerful. Listen closely. I would have pulled Joseph out, out of that pit, out of that prison, out of that pain. And if I would have done that, I would have cheated nations out of the one God who would use would use to deliver them from famine. I would have pulled David out, out of Saul's spear-throwing presence, out of the cave and, uh, he hid away in, out of the pain of rejection. And if I would have done that, I would have cheated Israel out of the God-hearted king. I would have pulled Esther out, out of being snatched from her own family, out of being placed in a positive a position she never asked for out of the path of a vicious, power-hungry foe. If I'd have done that, I would have cheated a people out of the woman God would use to save their very lives. I would have pulled Jesus off, off the cross, off the road that led to suffering and pain, off the path that would mean nakedness and beating, nails and thorns. If I would have done that, I would have cheated the entire world out of a Savior, out of salvation, out of an eternity filled with no more suffering, no more pain. Oh, my dear friend, I want to pull you out. I want to change your path. I want to stop your pain. But right now I know I would be wrong. I would be out of line. I would be cheating you and cheating the world out of so much good. Because God knows. He knows the good this pain will produce. He knows the beauty this hardship will grow. He's watched over you and keeping you even in the midst of this. He's promise, promising you that you can trust him even when it feels like more than you can bear. So instead of trying to pull you out, I'm lifting you up. I'm, keep you, I'm kneeling before the Father and asking him to give you strength, to give you hope. I'm asking him to protect you and to move you when the time is right. I'm asking him to help you stay prayerfully and discerning I'm asking him, how can I best love you and be a help to you? I'm believing he's going to use your life in a powerful and beautiful way, ways that will leave your heart grateful and humble, thankful for the road you've been on. I thought that was very good, very powerful uh, message there. Now, okay, healing born out of suffering. Now, I want to close with saying this. The need to understand God's love for you is important. Okay, the need to understand God's love for you. We know the scripture, 
But God commended his love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. You know, I have an app on my phone that I downloaded. Called, it's called Paul's. It's by John Eldridge. And he, he wrote some great books, uh, Wild at Heart. It's an app that it's a one-minute app, and it starts with a one-minute, uh, three-minute, five-minute, ten-minute app. And it's just a pause during your day. You stop and listen to it. And, and, and in this app, I was listening to it, and, and he, he quoted this verse, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he said this, and I quote. He said, I am worth the death of Jesus Christ. That's how much God loves me. And when he said that, he said, repeat after me. I am worth the death of Jesus Christ. That's how much God loves me. And, and I, at first I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> you, you don't, I know me. I want you to repeat after me. I am worth the death of Jesus Christ. That's how much God loves me. It's, it's a it, was, it was a struggle for me to say that. And yet it's true. It's true. So don't let your heart be troubled. Worry sees the problem, but it doesn't see God. We have a choice. We can continue to worry and not see God, or we can see that there is a healing born out of suffering.